When you think about snowstorms and go transit problems with the protesters, one might think, I can't wait till I can get a self-driving car or at least one that can go on autopilot, which leads us to our next story, which involves uh, the six-month investigation, the results from the six-month investigation into a man's death. He was driving his Tesla on autopilot and he crashed in 2018. And finally, after six months, they have some uh, conclusions as to what caused the crash and some recommendations. And whenever we talk about these self-driving stories or drive, uh, stories about car advancements, we go to our car guy, Sam Ambu Samad, leading Navigant's research mobility research service. Welcome to the show. Good to have you on, as always, Sam. Good to be back, Kelly. All right. So... Um, you tweeted something out yesterday about this and that immediately uh, got me interested into the story. Let's kind of get people caught up and do exactly what happened to this guy uh, back in 2018 who was using autopilot on his Tesla. Yeah, so Walter Wang was an engineer at, at uh, Apple, and he was driving along the 101 freeway in, in Mountain View, California, in March of 2018, almost two years ago. And his he was using autopilot, and the car swerved into the center median as, as he was approaching uh, an off-ramp. Uh, it, it swerved into the concrete median, and he, he was not paying attention, which is the fundamental problem. Uh, you know, systems like autopilot are not self-driving systems. And in the, the hearing yesterday, the NTSB hearing, the National Transportation Safety Board, the chairman of the board uh, during his opening remarks uh, emphasized that um, – if you own, Robert Sumwalt said, if you own a car with partial automation, you do not own a self-driving car. This is the most important thing people need to realize. Yeah. There are no self-driving cars available for anybody to buy anywhere in the world today, no matter what it says on the options list when you're buying your car. They are not self-driving. But yet people still can't kind of lean on it. In fact, when you uh, talked about the man in question, is it Dr. Um, Mr. Wong? Is that correct? Yeah, Walter Wang. Walter uh, Wang, sorry. Uh, yeah, he was an engineer at Apple. Yeah, he and, ha- had previously had problems with autopilot in his Tesla, yet he still decided, I'm not going to pay attention. What was he doing, like playing a video game or something? Uh, yeah, apparently he was playing some game on his phone. And, uh, you know, and this is, this is the, the issue with all of the driver assist systems that are out there. And that's what these systems are. They're, they're supposed to be assist systems to, to help you out and reduce some of the workload. But you still have to pay attention. You know, these cars, the, these systems are not reliable enough to actually drive on their own and always keep you in the right and correct lane. Uh, you know, you, you still have to be paying attention all the time and ready to take full control. And in fact, Tesla tells you, uh, as do pretty much every other automaker that offers these kinds of systems, you have to keep your hands on the wheel, your eyes on the road. Yeah, but still people see autopilot and they think, all right. I don't have to do anything. What do those pilots do when they're flying our planes? Whatever they want. But, you know, they're... You know what pilots do when they're flying their planes on autopilot? They're still watching the instruments. They're keeping an eye on the sky. Um, yeah, and they are constantly monitoring those systems, you know, because autopilot in a plane is basically like cruise control in a car. You know, it keeps the plane at a constant altitude, constant speed. That's it. You know, it doesn't really do anything else. Yeah, I wasn't really questioning that, Sam. But what I was what I was saying is, you know, I think the the assumption is if it's there, it's got to be safe in the public's mind. It's safe up to a point. Yeah. But, you know, the, the manufacturers, you know, if you read the fine print, they acknowledge that these systems are not designed to handle 
all the driving tasks. You know, they, you know, even in, in Tesla's you know owner's manual, it says you know you have to keep your eyes on the road and your hands on the wheel. And but the problem is, mm-hmm. you know, you've got Elon Musk going out there and doing demos on 60 Minutes and other you know news outlets. You know, driving along with his hands in his lap, looking over, talking to a reporter in the in the other seat, and you get the impression that the system's more capable than it is. And and this is true of all these systems, and they're just not. So the board concluded that um, Tesla and other makers of you know cars that actually involve autopilot or have an autopilot feature have to do more um, to let their clients know that these are only safe under certain conditions. Like, what do you what would you see that as looking like in the future? Well, I think you know part of part of that is making sure that when customers buy a car that. You know the the salespeople really explain that first of all the salespeople have to be trained to understand what the technology can and cannot do, mm-hmm. and they have to explain that to the customers. They they can't you can't oversell these systems. The other component of this is you know as an engineer you have to, to you have to anticipate how are the ways that this technology can be misused, and then you have to build in you know protections to to try to minimize that potential for misuse. At General Motors, they offer a system similar to this called Super Cruise, and what they do is they actually have a driver monitor system with an infrared camera sitting on top of the um, the steering column that looks at the driver to make sure the driver is watching the road. Oh, and then what does it and do? If, if, the, if, if the system detects within five seconds that you are not watching the road, like if you look over and you're talking to somebody or, or you know, perhaps if you had a heart attack or something, um, it will start to alert you. And, you know, it'll vibrate the seat. Uh, it'll flash lights at you. Smart. And if, you, if the driver doesn't respond, it'll start to sh- slow the vehicle down and bring it to a stop. And within about 30 to 40 seconds, it'll bring the vehicle to a complete stop. Um, you know, and if you if you still remain non-responsive, so if you have had a medical emergency, it'll actually call nine one one for you. Wow, that's interesting. That that is a good use of technology. And it, it, when you first started describing it, I thought I kind of wish most cars were, had that standard because a lot of bad drivers out there. Yeah, well, that, that's what NTSB actually recommended uh, in 2017 after the, the first Tesla autopilot fatality during their investigation of that. They, they recommended these driver monitor systems. And so far, the only manufacturers that have put them on there to date are General Motors and Nissan. Uh, but we're, uh, with new systems coming out this year, we're going to see several other manufacturers uh, starting to deploy these same kinds of driver monitor systems. So with Tesla not putting out features like that and, and Elon Musk doing those drives where, you know, he's got uh, reporters watching him without his hands on the wheel and him looking at them, do you think that the they really don't want to put those features in their car? Because at the end of the day, they are looking towards a day when the, the car is autonomous although it's not there yet, and they're looking to the future and maybe too far in the future, and that's hazardous for drivers that are driving their cars right now. Uh, yeah, I think that's that's a big part of it. You know, they they're you know they're really trying to sell their full self driving capability, which doesn't exist yet, but which they're collecting money on. They're they're getting revenue from that. Um, and you know, if they start to put in features like a driver monitor uh, and and kind of overemphasize that part of it, then people might be less willing. You know, if they say, well, if I have to keep my my hands on the wheel and eyes on the road. Then why am I paying you know seven thousand dollars for full self driving if it can't actually full self drive? And then you know they they start to lose money on it. Another thing the National Transportation Safety Board said in uh, the results after looking into this accident, it was a tragic accident because he died. So uh, they looked into it for six months. They said that uh, several institutions 
failed to do more. Uh, They should have done more to prevent the crash, including the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. How would they be partially to blame? Well, um, here here in the U.S., um, the NTSB is responsible for investigating um, transportation accidents, and they you know they they look at air, uh, aviation accidents, rail, marine, and also um, vehicle accidents. Um, but they have no regulatory or enforcement authority. They're just an investigation body. Uh, NHTSA, National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, is part of the Department of Transportation. They actually set the regulations, and they have enforcement authority over over car makers. And so in 2017, the, the previous uh, investigation, part of the, you know, at that time, uh, NTSB had recommended driver monitor systems and, and more oversight over these partial automation systems. And NHTSA has done nothing about that. So that's, 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 a, that's a big part of the problem. Both, uh, you know, NHTSA and, and other agencies have done nothing to actually try to uh, enact any of the recommendations that NTSB recommended almost three years ago. So there's a lot more at play than just car companies when it comes to us moving towards these uh, partially autonomous and autonomous uh, vehicles. Uh, yeah, it's 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 complicated. And, you know, another thing that played into the fact that that uh, Mr. Wang died in this collision rather than was just perhaps injured is there were there were issues with the road infrastructure. He struck the end of a cement median. You know, and you've, you've seen these, you know, where there's a cement barrier where, where the road splits. There's usually this metal structure on the end uh, of that. And that's that's a what we call a crash attenuator. You know, if you if you do hit that, that's that system that uh, structure is designed to collapse and absorb some of that impact energy, so that there's less energy transferred into the the vehicle occupants. Um, if that there had been an accident at this same location a few weeks before Wang's crash, and at at that time uh, the the attenuator. Um, was not fully repaired. It, you know, so they cut out part of it that was damaged and just shortened it. Mm. So it couldn't absorb all the energy of that impact. And that contributed to the fact that he died rather than perhaps just being uh, injured in that crash. So I guess the takeaway from the story in this investigation for Tesla is that uh, they're going to have to try starting, uh, you know, st- start looking at the recommendations more seriously or else face the fact that maybe some people will look at this and say, "Oh, I'm not really interested in buying a Tesla right now. I'm going to I'm going to hold off." Yeah, I mean, and it's not just Tesla. I mean, every manufacturer needs to take this seriously. You know, they um, you know, most manufacturers actually have started to implement the the recommendations from the previous report, um, and Tesla really needs to start doing this, you know, or or else, you know, people should at least you know, if they're going to drive a Tesla, they should not be using um, or re- over relying on autopilot because it's not a self-driving system, and ni- neither are any of the other systems. But at least from other manufacturers, you do get some some protections to pr- to try to avoid misuse. Of yeah, takeaway is we're not there yet. You're still driving the car. That's absolutely right, Sam. I always uh, I love having you on the show, and I thank you for sparing some time for us this morning. Happy to do it. Cheers. Sam Abu Samad is head of Navigant Research and self-driving uh, car expert. He joins the show here and there when we want to talk about uh, stories like this one.